In today's bonus episode, we talk about the Sabbath, Litha, and the summer solstice, shining the starlight on the history and traditions surrounding this holy holiday and how celebrating it today can help bring more magic and energy into our daily lives. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Christy Cook. And I'm Belinda Boring. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by Of Starlight and Moonbeams a team of authors and creators who support, educate, and create community with other women creatives and solopreneurs, helping us all keep our cups filled so we never serve from an empty one. To receive notifications of new episodes, plus a free subscription to our monthly Moonbeams magazine, as well as other exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to join our email list at starlightandmoonbeams.com. So, Belinda, what's in your cup today? Well, in my Star Wars tumbler, I'm happy to announce that I have water. (laughs) Four days without soda. And I'm doing pretty good. My family's surviving. I'm surviving. Um, In my life cup, uh, more just a busy week trying to get things done and busy, busy, busy. Trying to remember all my different appointments. So, ask me next week. (laughs) (laughs) because it's just crazy what a time to give up soda what about you christy what's in your cup today (laughs) i got nothing else to say (laughs) (laughs) it is a crazy week and so i am drinking celsius vitamin water that's in my physical cup and in my life cup it's crazy busy at the day job and also it's magazine release week so you know how that is we are on deadline so fortunately it's not as crazy as a book deadline but it's still pretty chaotic and busy and get it all done at once kind of time. So yeah, this week, um, I think this weekend, both of us will be sleeping a lot. (laughs) We have so much on our plate. You might have to sleep for me because yeah, I'm still busy, I think the whole month. So (laughs) you'll just ask me later. That's true. Well, and then next weekend, and that's actually, we'll just roll right into that. We are doing our new moon ceremony on Sunday, June 18th, and then our summer solstice ceremony on June 21st. And we hope that you'll join us if you are listening to this in time. They are virtual ceremonies. The new moon is offered as a paid ceremony, but it's only $11. And it just brings us together to set our intentions and honor what we're doing and I have something kind of fun planned for us for this new moon in Gemini. So we hope you'll join us and that is on the website. You can find that link there. And then our Letha ceremony, summer solstice on June 21st, it, that one is the heart contribution. So for the high holy days, those are just free offerings to the community. So we hope you'll come join us for that one as well. They're all on Zoom and they're just really nice time to gather with other women who want to talk about, you you know, go beyond just the day-to-day kind of stuff and go deeper and, you know, a little bit more heart and soul connection. So we do hope that you'll join us. And again, that's all on the website of starlightandmoonbeams.com.
So in this bonus episode, we are serving the tea on the pagan Sabbath Letha and the summer solstice, also known as Midsummer, which is celebrated in cultures everywhere. And so just first before Belinda is going to give us some history and traditions, but first just a little bit about what Letha as a Sabbath holiday is. The word Letha traces back to an old Saxon word for the month of June. So it just really means the month of June. And the holiday takes place on summer solstice around June 20th to the 22nd, just depending on the year. And it is a high holy day that celebrates the longest day and shortest night of the year. It's called Midsummer because pagans believed, and this is ancient way back in ancient our ancestors, um, they believe that summer begins on Beltane and ends on Lamas, which is August 1st. And so Letha falls right in the middle or summer solstice does. Now spiritually speaking, this is an excellent time to not only celebrate your progress, but also offer up gratitude for the blessings we've all received and the support that nature and the Divine Mother has offered us so far this year. And it really marks the beginning of the big growth season. And so, you know, everything we've been doing since in bulk, I mean, you can consider January 1st, but um, in bulk and then Ostara when, you know, we really took off in, you know, going after our goals and really planting our seeds, getting them growing. They, they're, they've all sprung into, you know, this world. They're growing and you're starting to see some of the first fruits. And so they might just be little buds right now and, you know, little tiny things, no bigger than your fingertip, or they might be getting bigger by now. But now we are going into the season of real big growth. So that's what we're celebrating today. So Belinda, why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the history and traditions? Okay, so I actually wrote an article for Letha and the Summer Solstice for our upcoming Moonbeams magazine that uh, showcased summer. We say hello to summer. And I noticed in all my research something really interesting when it comes to celebrating both Letha and the summer solstice. It's that there was a common thread that's woven through the different cultures in their way of celebrating and that's their use of fire especially bonfires. It seems everywhere around the world that this was a time where they built it. Whether you're you know in the United Kingdom, you're in Spain, Finland, Sweden, Italy, South America even and such. uh, These people would build bonfires and jump through them and they celebrate around fires. They would dance. The use of music, uh, their own native music, storytelling would be told. And for the most part, the belief of jumping over the bonfires uh, was viewed and done as a way to purify and protect. And bonfires have been, we've talked about it in other holy holidays and Sabbath, that that was something that was used, especially as a fire festival. I know Beltane did it but I noticed that not only were they jumping over and and jumping through and dancing around incorporating it in their uh, festivities but even afterwards the use of the ashes afterward is kind of universal in that it's believed you can bless your crops by sprinkling it over your gardens and your crops so that it brings in abundance I just I some even thought that if you wore like if you marked your skin with the ashes it would clear up ailments purify your skin and to me it really just drove home the idea that no matter where we are or where we come from as a people and a civilization we hold things in common I thought it's interesting because you know it's something that we need to remind ourselves today because everywhere we turn there's something that's trying to keep us separate you know or 
there's some groups that elevate themselves over others mm-hmm. or, you know, you're doing this wrong. This is the only way. But when you look back over over history and you look back to the ancestors and, and what they went through and accomplished, there is that commonality across mm-hmm. across the world. And that it made me think, you know, there's more that binds us together as a people and civilization than what divides us. It just really mm-hmm. depends. It's up to us what we choose to focus on. Right. Yeah. You can either create or destroy, right? And so I thought that was a neat thing. Yeah, that is very interesting. It's almost like, and we've said this before, it's almost like we all come from the same consciousness. <laughs> you know, the way that right? things have just popped up very similarly around the world. I wrote an article for the Moonbeams magazine that came out on, I believe, the same day that this went, so we'll be releasing, about one of the few sun goddesses, Sol- Soleil, Sola. I'm not exactly sure how you say it. She's from the Baltic Island religions, Latvia and Lithuania. And some of the similarities on how they honor her. And, you know, she rides a golden chariot across the sky, much like Odin does, much like other sun gods do, you know, chasing the moon or the moon chases her. You know, there's different stories and everything, but there were just so many similarities. And yeah, it it was just kind of the same thing. It was like all these different cultures around the world. And you have to remember back in ancient times, they didn't have the internet. They didn't even have airplanes to go visit each other. You know, when you went off to another land, it could be years before you came back. Yet they all celebrated in the same ways. So that wasn't just, you know, appropriation or adopting customs or anything. That was just organically came up in each culture on its own, but they were just very similar. And to me, that just means, you know, it's come from the same consciousness that we're all drawing on that same energy that created the entire world or universe. Exactly. The same source. We all come from mm-hmm. it. And that's another part of like the history and tradition of Letha too is Letha marks the longest day, the shortest night. I, I just read this before we got on here. Someone had described it that the summer solstice in Letha, it marks the highest point that the sun is at the entire year. And that once the summer solstice is over, that's when we start sliding back into darkness or mm-hmm. back into when the, the light starts to withdraw. And so we really are at this pinnacle of growth and fiery energy and abundance and just beautiful fertile energy that we can take yes to to make the most out of and like you said too like we were all over the place back then and we didn't connect but our ancestors wherever wherever we were wherever we came from there were commonalities of what was important the sun was important Mm -hmm. at that time it governed whether you spent time inside outside it it governed how successful your crops were whether you could feed your family feed your community Mm -hmm. feed your village and so Lutha in the summer solstice is really a big uh, a party festival uh, way of honoring the sun it the sun is more than just this big fireball in the sky it brings war fertility like I said abundance and it was a time to recharge a person's energy and bask in the fruits of hard work because yeah they've been working hard and so Mm -hmm. that was another thing that if you want to celebrate the summer solstice is you pay homage like people make trips to Stonehenge for that yeah. sole reason to see the sun rise up through the stone circle um, and that's something else that is common around um, traditions and cultures and religions around the world is you know Machu Picchu and Chichen Itza in Mexico and Stonehenge and there's examples all over the world of these ancient structures the pyramids in Egypt yeah. that are aligned 
aligned somehow with the sun's movement across the sky. You know, a lot of them have to do with the solstices. Some have to do with the equinoxes, but it's very much paying attention to the sun's movement because the sun is so important to life. It's our life force energy, really. I mean, you, you need the sun and you need water. <laughs> you know? And I think it's the way that they marked the calendar too, because it's not mm-hmm. like they could pull out their phones and go, oh, this is the time. This is the date. Right. You know, it was a way for them to know how to plan their year, how to plan their yeah. coming month. Yeah. And so that is another huge part of Letha and Summer Solstice. And then also it is so again another one that we're communing with the Fae, where the veil between worlds, we we saw the veil between Fae and, and our world thins with Beltane while it continues over the Summer Solstice. Like Shakespeare wrote about it, Midsummer's Night Dream. Dream. Theme? Yeah. I can't Midsummer, yeah. Midsummer's dream. Night Dream. Yeah, but there is this storytelling that uh, that happens, folklore and, and legends and things like that. And the summer solstice is actually viewed as one of the great feasts of the Fae. You know, they love to come over mm-hmm. and either cause mischief or to make merry. And so if you're someone who believes in the Fae, works with the Fae, this is an important holiday for you. Yes. And so so, you know, Get you can leave out honey out. and milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, I just, I thought it was just fascinating. Right. But yeah. Okay. So let's talk about some of the associations with the holiday. So crystals are your favorite, Belinda. So tell us what crystals <laughs> do we want to work with oh. for Letha and Summer Solstice? <laughs> Okay, we wrote about them in Gaia's Gift. You'll be able to read about a few others. I tried not to include all of the ones that were in the Moonbeams magazine that's coming out this next week. But uh, citrine is known uh, as one that's used. It's known for positivity and optimism, which when you think of summer, those are the feelings that Mm -hmm. usually are generated. It's often used to assist in manifesting financial abundance and opportunities. It can also be used to awaken the solar plexus chakra, helping to cultivate confidence and personal power, which I think encapsulates the summer energy, the fire energy. You've got tiger's eye, which is known for self-confidence, inner strength, protection, and again, prosperity. It's great to use to keep grounded and also to help keep thoughts focused. So it's a great stone for stability. Jade is another beautiful stone. It symbolizes gentleness, serenity, harmony, and balance. There's many different meanings, including strength, luck, and good health. It's also revered for its healing properties balancing the body's processes i think just overall it's just a really good one for balance balance and luck and then finally you've got sunstone and this is a stone of leadership um it's encouraging to the wearer to be open to be benevolent and willing to bestow blessings upon others which i think is interesting because summer this is when we're experiencing growth and abundance it's that reminder to as much as you're given it's good to to give back to Mm -hmm. share the bounty not just bought it for yourself Mm -hmm. it's also known as a stone of joy and empowerment and is believed to inspire good nature and an enjoyment of life and so those were the four crystals and stones that i saw that were associated with the summer solstice uh with letha that just had that really great prosperity abundance confidence energy yes love it love it okay for herbs and flowers i think the most obvious one is the sunflower and you can't leave that one out and, you know, the big sunflowers are so beautiful. And how can you not look at a sunflower and frown and not smile, you know? 
Right. Um, it's a sign of positivity, happiness, cheer, good luck, health, and hope. And I noticed some at the store when I was there today. So I'm going to grab some this weekend for my altar. And once I get that built, we'll be sharing a picture on the social media. Also chamomile. And in ancient Egypt, chamomile was considered a gift from the divine. Planting chamomile near doors and windows wards against bad luck. And then burning it inside the home banishes malevolent spirits and also invites money into the house. And of course, chamomile is nice and relaxing. It's usually in a lot of bedtime teas because it's just calming. And so I think it would be an amazing, you know, even in, in an iced tea to drink in the summer when you're just relaxing. And especially for those of us who have a hard time relaxing, but you're like, all right, it's summer. Yeah. I'm going to sit by the pool and just chill out for a little bit. You know, chamomile is your flower. And then there's the daisy, which is another one that, that reminds you of the sun and cheerfulness and everything. And in Norse mythology, the daisy is known as the sacred flower for the goddess of love, beauty, and fertility. It symbolizes purity, innocence, new beginnings, joy, good luck, and cheerfulness. So there you go. What did you say the other day? Bob's your, <laughs> Bob's your Bob's uncle. Your uncle. <laughs> And she's like, what? And I'm like, you've never heard that before? <laughs> never heard That's that one. Wrong. But now I like to use it <laughs> and get the same look I gave Belinda the first time I heard it. Like, like what? what? Who? <laughs> I've been living here for um, 20, 23 years, 24 years. And yeah, sometimes sayings and quotes come out of my mouth that are totally Australian. Like, well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Have you heard of that one? A monkey's uncle? No. Okay. <laughs> you just gave me that look again. <laughs> Bob's your uncle and well I'll be a monkey's uncle okay anyway <laughs> let's move on maybe we should do an episode on the weird things that I say anywho <laughs> weird things okay. Belinda says <laughs> Uh, let's move on to colors. I, I think it's pretty um, pretty obvious that golds, yellows, oranges, reds, greens, uh, sky blues, those are the mm -hmm. colors of summer when you think about it. Foods, you've got honey again, you've got citrus fruits, any kind of fruit really. You've got cinnamon food. Cinnamon is definitely a herb or a spice that is associated with the summer solstice. So teas are really good and that's a nice thing to put in like your mint, your fruits, your chamomile uh fresh fruits like i said anything from your garden so salads a real crisp clean and this was my favorite cheese cheese yes. is the food of summer solstice all kinds oh, of cheeses i love that right <laughs> it became my favorite holiday <laughs> Right. I just went and bought some feta cheese and I bought some uh, medium cheese, like just any type of cheese. This is when you break out your charcuterie board and you just, mm -hmm. right, look at all the things that we just mentioned. They would go beautifully on a charcuterie yeah, board. And yeah. so, and then you've got symbols. There's many symbols uh, for summer solstice, but a few that I picked were bees, obviously, the pollinators, uh, seashells, uh, you got butterflies, the sun, obviously, the cauldron. Also, the triangle pointing upward because that's the symbol for fire so that's Ooh. also a known a known one for summer that's a great one okay and then goddesses and gods that are celebrated for maybe not necessarily letha but on the summer solstice and throughout summer and that includes anya which is spelled a-i-n-e but it's pronounced anya she's the celtic goddess of summer apollo is the greek god of the sun juno is the roman goddess of love and marriage and i believe if i remember right from my research that she is celebrated 
celebrated on summer solstice. Hestia is the Greek goddess of hearth and home. Horus is the Egyptian god of the sun. Senna is the Norse goddess of the sun. And you'll find a lot that in a lot of pantheons, you will find a lot really honor the sun as a god. And it's a lot of that has to do with because it's a little bit patriarchal. But also, you know, the sun gives energy and it gives light and it, it projects. It's giving things. Whereas the moon is a reflection. It is receptive. It is, you know, in the quieter nighttime where you're in the shadows and going within. And so that's a more feminine energy. So that's why you it you don't see as many sun goddesses as you do gods, which I find interesting. Interesting. I, that's my thing. <laughs> I will say just real quick one thing when you were talking about Juno the Roman goddess of love and marriage a fun fact about the summer solstice is that marriages historically the most of them happen over the summer mm-hmm. and so and that would make sense yeah. yeah so it makes sense yeah Juno comes from the word June or June comes from Juno I don't remember but um yeah and it all goes together there are a lot there's lots of um, marriages and hand fastings Okay, Belinda, tell us ways to honor. Okay, there's, you know, many ways to honor. This is just a few that we thought. The making of sun tea. And again, there are recipes in the upcoming Moonbeams magazine that I included. One of them is actually a chamomile tea, Mm. sun tea, and then there's some with fruit. And so that'll take you step by step on how to actually make the sun tea outside. Um, You can decorate your home with sun flowers some of the flowers that we talked about we've also got like roses anything when you go to the florist or your local grocery store anything that catches your eye just decorate your home with you can even then make them into wreaths to wear in your hair or in the front of your door you can have a picnic or a barbecue with friends and family invite them over this is a great time just to reconnect to slow down and enjoy each other's company it's also a great time to share stories like Christy you were just saying you can build an altar as sacred space in your home and incorporate some of those items that we discussed earlier the associations the colors and and things like that this I think would be fun if I could get up this early it's to wake up early and greet the day at sunrise Mm, yeah um, to watch it come up whether you meditate whether you do yoga whether you just stand there and watch and just feel feel the energy of the morning it's a great time for you to express gratitude it's a great time to reflect I I just imagine like the world is not hustling and bustling around you at that time most people are asleep and so there really is that beautiful stillness as night gives way to the sun yeah and just that beautiful transitional energy and that's a big practice in the spiritual community around the world like at Stonehenge they do a big meditation right at sunrise because Stonehenge the three stones that make what they call the heel stone. The summer solstice only the sun rises right above those. And so they do a big meditation at that time. New York City, downtown New York City, they do a big yoga session. Like hundreds or thousands oh, of people wow. gather and do yoga at sunrise in New York City on uh, summer solstice. So yeah, I love that idea. And I'm with you though. <laughs> I don't know if I can wake up that early. <laughs> 
Do you know what I learned last year? I learned last year that you there's a website where you can actually watch the sun rise over Stonehenge via uh, live webcam. Oh. Um, I kind of missed it because, you know, there's a time difference and stuff yeah. like that. But I thought that was fascinating. Like what a blessing for uh, technology that mm-hmm. kind of makes the world a little smaller. So that could be something to do. And this last one I thought was was it would be a fun way to honor the summer solstice and like that was to adopt some mantras. Like I connect with the energy around me. I flow with the seasons. I am provided with everything I need and I seek opportunities fearlessly. It's kind of your way of tapping into that energy. And like you were saying about New York, there's a tribe in Bolivia, I believe, that on the morning of the summer solstice, they go down to a particular river. And as the sun rises, they place their hands up in the air to catch the energy, to recharge with the Mm. energy of the sun. Another thing is just just get out in the sun, right? Just get out in the sun, enjoy it, be responsible, wear sunscreen, but enjoy outside. Like if there's ever a time that you're going to be outside enjoying the fresh air and nature, summer solstice is is ideal. Yeah. Right? I would think. Yeah. Um, And then if you want to relate it back to manifestation, okay? So if you think of the lunar cycle, we set intentions at the new moon and at the full moon, they are fully illuminated. Full moon um, also shines light on those things that you might not have noticed before that, you know, are affecting your manifestations. It also helps you break through obstacles and, you know, reveal solutions. And then as the moon wanes, now you're just um, releasing what you don't need to be attached to. You're letting go of attachment to outcomes and you're just letting be how it's going to be. So now you relate it to the sun. So your new moon is like Ostara or spring equinox. When you're planting the seeds, when it's dark, but it's also the light is coming and the days are getting longer. So your seeds are starting to grow and it's like the sun is now waxing into toward Letha, toward summer solstice. And so the summer solstice is like the full moon. It's like the big bright energy that is just shining down on whatever it is you are trying to manifest. And that's why we're saying this is your big growth season. This is when you really build and take in that fiery energy from the big sun at the pinnacle of the sky and you take it all in and you give that to whatever it is you're trying to manifest for the rest of the year. So just, you know, whatever you do on this day, at least take some time if you can to just meditate on that and sit with okay and get outside and absorb that sun's fiery energy and say okay what is this lighting up in my life how am I going to apply it and take it forward toward my goals for the rest of the year oh I love that I love that yeah so it's like light up what's working in my life and light up what's not working so that you can focus right exactly I love the way you word things Hello. Well, thank you. <laughs> and that is what we will be doing at our summer solstice ceremony too on Wednesday, June 21st. As we said before, it starts at 9 p.m. It is virtual. It is free. Um, you just have to RSVP and we'll get you the Zoom link. So we will be taking in all of that sun's energy, showing gratitude, focusing on what it is we want to continue manifesting through the summer, what we want to grow, and then also just receiving our that 
that power, just reclaiming our power that comes, that is coming in. And so we're going to do a meditative journey and it's going to be a really nice ceremony. I do believe. I love your journeys. (laughs) I love. We're going to Stonehenge. (laughs) Yay. Yep. We're going to go to our our own little inner Stonehenge. So if you miss the internet viewing of the sun coming up over Stonehenge or you've just missed your own sunrise, we're going to be there at least in our minds. So it'll, it's, it's a beautiful journey that came to me um, in meditation a couple of days ago. And I was like, yes, this is going to be awesome. So we hope you will join us again. It is on June 21st, starts at 9 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. You can find the, there's a page on our shop site for the ceremonies. And there's also our Facebook page. Just go to, to the events tab and you'll find it there. And that's the Of Starlight and Moonbeams Facebook page. Try to link to it on the uh, Starlight Tea Podcast Facebook page as well. Hope to see you there. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea on another deliciously magic topic. You can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Player FM. In the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, we would love for you to send us a private message or email us at hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic.